0: Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Yeah! Yeah! Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Welcome to the Bone Cave. Uh, I'm Brian Maiman, co-founder. I have a face for radio, Nick Munt says, so I just really appreciate that <laughs> comment earlier. So we 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 have uh we, we have the great infamous okay we so we got uh, Brian the mountain man we got uh Brad the dent the dentist no well yeah well there you go yeah, and Brad then we the got dentist. we got You're Nick not lying. What's that? You're not lying. right I'm not lying and then we got Nick the infamous Two oh nine whitetail hunter. So anyway, the infamous, the bone, one of the one of the great bone collectors of the world, one of the original three bone collectors here today. And then to my left is bleep, as always, to make sure if we say anything out of character, content, context, context, then he just bleeps. This yes, out, if so. you
1: talk about naked skydiving at forty below zero, Nick, yeah, yeah. you're gonna get bleeped. Just so you know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't even want to go there because the, uh, I was getting feedback from the last time Brian and Martin and Nick were ban- bantering back and forth. It got a little risque there. So anyway, uh, today we're going to talk about turkey hunting. You know what's crazy is that turkey hunting is bigger. Uh, I remember when we first started seeing wild turkeys in Iowa again when they were reintroducing them and the population. That kind of ages me, doesn't it? When did they
1: reintroduce um, them?
0: It was in the early 80s. in. Yep. So
1: they weren't around. When you were they just they just weren't
0: they wow. they you know they just weren't around and um, in the early '80s they reintroduced them and I started seeing them you know '82 '83 started seeing them and uh, so I was in high school uh, then when and I remember the first year you could get a tag to hunt them wow and uh, I lived in rural Route Three Waverly Iowa which wasn't far from the Boy Scout camp and all 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 big game lived in the Boy Scout camp and then came out you know and and so uh, I remember seeing them and and uh, hunting them. But then you guys, I mean, you've had it. You, I mean, we you grew, grew up with fish turkeys.
1: Because I remember Ben Rogers Lee came to our auditorium at the high school. I don't know. That was, probably, that was probably before I was probably, I don't know, I'm five years older than you, aren't I, Nick? And yep. uh, Ben Rogers Lee came. Holy cow, was that so cool. That guy could yep. call like nothing you've ever heard. I mean, he could call with his voice. It was so cool. I mean, all of us hit the woods, you know. I and remember. Oh, so you you've had Miriam's here forever, as long as I can remember. As right. soon as I could start yeah, hunting, we,
2: had, we always had turkeys yeah. in I mean, the
1: yeah, it was a spring season. It was nice. The you know the snow was breaking up, and you'd go get your four wheel drive stuck up in the up yeah. uh, up in the woods. Right? But turkey
0: hunting is second only to white-tailed deer hunting right? And so you think about how many turkey hunters in the world and chase this and we, we, we helped the guy get his slam last year, um, the turkey slam, but Nick, you're um, obviously you guys are the bone collectors, are giant turkey hunters and you uh, um, have been all over the world chasing birds.
1: Well,
2: I, I love turkey hunting. It's, it's definitely something I've been doing my whole life and you know you talk about the reintroduction of turkeys. It's kind of cool. Um, I've had a chance to, you know, talk to a lot of guys that have turkey hunted for a long time and um when the NWTF really got ramped up and they were reintroducing turkeys everywhere um just kind of just kind of a cool story to the, you know, to to speak for the, what the NWTF does and, you know, their efforts to reintroduce turkeys all across the country. Um Rob Keck at the time, you know, was um the president, I guess, or CEO of, of uh, the NWTF. And so he and Johnny Morris actually would um, put turkey boxes uh, with turkeys that they had captured in different places and put them in Johnny's jet and literally fly these turkeys around the country and release them into these places. And so um, those two guys spent a lot of their own money. Well, they spent, I should say, they spent a lot of Johnny's money flying turkeys all over and uh, you know Johnny Morris has a big hand in um, the reintroduction of turkeys all over the country and those guys work tirelessly and now I mean there's just turkeys just about everywhere in Canadian provinces and um, places that they never were before and then places that they were you know pretty much extinct these guys brought the turkey back and and uh, you know now all across the nation there's just piles and piles of turkey so a really Pretty amazing success story on the reintroduction of turkeys, um, all the different species, you know, from the Osceolas to Florida, uh, the Easterns all up the East Coast and, and through the Midwest. And then, obviously, as we get a little further, you know, midway across South Dakota, you start getting into the Miriams, and, and they're in the Western states. Um, and then, down south of the border, you have the Goulds. And then, down in the Yucatan Peninsula, you have the Oscillated Turkey, which looks more like a peacock than a turkey, but it actually is a turkey. And so, um just a, a lot of really cool species. You know, where you hunt these where you hunt these animals is is uh every place is different. They're very adaptable. So, you know, they can live from the prairies of South Dakota to the thick forests of the northeast and southeast, all the way basically kinda of to the high deserts of Wyoming and Montana. So um, you know, they're just about everywhere I deer hunt and it's just really cool to see and, and make for a, you know, a pretty fun game to hunt and you know, turkeys in some parts of the country are are heavily pressured, and they're really, really tough to kill. You know, the ones that are in uh, Alabama, Georgia, you know, kind of the southeast t- type area. Um, of course, up in the northeast too, Pennsylvania, New York. You know, those turkeys have had pressure since since the rednecks hit the hit the beaches on the Mayflower, you know, since Theodore, <laughs> since Theodore Roosevelt came over on the Mayflower. Nice- <laughs> Theodore but, um, you know, and people, people come to South Dakota, Nebraska, um, places like that, to hunt turkeys that aren't as pressured, and so they think they're dumb, but trust me, when you start hunting these, these uh, turkeys that are on public land, and they get to see a few people, and they live a few seasons, they're, they're just as tough as turkeys anywhere, so... Um, exciting animal to hunt. Like I said, just about everywhere you hunt them is a little bit different. The trains, the trains different, the weather's different. And, uh, I know I'm kind of, kind of talking a lot here, but. Um, no
1: that's cool we were just talking about rob keck yesterday and we were just talking about him with the wild turkey foundation
0: well it's interesting (laughs) because real tree's done a lot with the turkey wild turkey foundation and been heavily involved in that too have they not i mean they you know as as from my perspective of turkey hunting i was probably when i really started getting into it it was just right at the end of me getting out of you know college with my meat degree (laughs) um no one beats my meat you know um so (laughs) Uh, jeez, didn't even flinch. All right, Brian yeah, whatever, Junior. So, hey, I own a butcher shop. Um, so my wife does.
2: The, he was reaching for the beat button. I
0: could <laughs> so, but anyway, seriously, um, in Wisconsin, and I never found them easy to kill. But I remember going out and hunting them. And for me, it was like it was absolutely amazing because there was nothing better than putting them to bed at night and then getting up at three right. thirty in the morning before the birds started chirping and get settled in and then call them off the roost. And when you hear a big bird like that hit the ground, boy, I tell you what, it gets you because you know in those Cooley Mountain Range down by La Crosse and Hillsboro, they would they would come down and they would fall and they would get off the roost. They would hit the ground. You There's hear? a mountain range in Iowa. It's called the. It's, yeah. The Mississippi River Valley, oh. Oh. on the Wisconsin yeah. side, it's considered. Uh, yeah. the, oh, those, those mountains. I, I, forgot, to, I forgot about those, that mountain range. Well, it's kind of <laughs> like the Black Hills aren't really mountains either. Um, so, anyway. No, they, what they call it, honestly, they call it the Cooley Mountain Range um, uh, through lacrosse. And so, um, you can learn something today, Mr. Dentard. Uh, so, there you go. But, anyway, it was, it was always amazing to me. It would get your heart pumping, I guess what I was saying, when you heard that bird hit the ground, man. It was like, yeah. holy smokes. But my point was, I got all of the Realtree video VHS cassettes and would be watching them going, okay, did I set up my – am I getting set up right when I go to the woods? And, uh, yeah, I mean, we're all about the same age. So it was yeah. 1980 or 1990, what, uh, 1991, 92. So, yeah, cool. One of
2: the cool things to me is um – it's just how you know their survivability you know they're they're a tough bird and i think really the the thing that's the toughest on turkeys is um is like an ice storm because i think you know when they roost they they can sit up in the tree and you know birds birds like that just don't breathe very well through their mouths so if they get a, if you get like an ice freezing rain kind of storm it can kind of suffocate some birds and i think to me that's kind of their you know, if you get those winter winter storms that have that ice to them, that's kind of the the biggest uh you know, thing that's that's bad for the turkeys. And and when I was guiding in Wyoming, um, you know, we killed a lot of a lot of turkeys. Obviously that were down on the ranches. They they feed with the cattle all winter and right you get these big huge flocks of turkeys and then as the spring comes they spread out throughout the hills and so you you're chasing them. But one of the really cool things to me was, you know, up above up above mine and Brad's hometown of Spearfish, um, those turkeys up in the high country up there—they don't ever leave, and so they literally live um, in three, four feet of snow in the winter time. And it was just crazy to see—you um, know—they could—they could weather the weather the winter up there with not much to eat. Um, and then in the springtime, you know, the turkeys that were killing down around the ranches and and the turkeys that winter around the farmyards and stuff, you know, they'd be 18, 19, 20 pounders, sometimes a big, a big Miriam's 20 pounds. And those birds that we're killing up in the, up in the Hills, you know, they're 14, 15 pounds right away in the spring. So, um, very yeah, that- hardy bird, really tough. Uh, but you could tell the ones that ate well during the winter were a lot bigger, a lot healthier
1: isn't that crazy there's more turkeys up high now because i mean like, once the first whisper of snow comes in the fall those deer are out of the high country anymore you can't yeah. hardly find a deer up there they're just and the turkeys gone day you know um we also over the years um you know
2: the the miriams turkeys they really range a long ways and so over the years uh, at 7 J outfitters we had um several different turkeys down by Newcastle, Wyoming, they were um, putting these tracking devices on these turkeys. They were netting them around this ranch, and then they would track these turkeys, and then they would be, they were able to see through telemetry where these turkeys were going, and so on several occasions, our hunters at 7J shot one of the turkeys, so then we'd get with the game warden, he'd come over, kind of tell us where these turkeys went, and um, my buddy Kenny Morga, now this is 15 years ago now, so I can't exactly remember if he shot the turkey or one of his clients shot the turkey, but this turkey had actually gone from just above Newcastle, Wyoming, had made its way all the way to Sundance, and then all the way across from Sundance almost to Spearfish, so in the end this turkey had traveled over 71 miles.
1: Yeah, because it's like 60 miles up to Sundance and then another 25 miles.
2: I think 40, 40 to Sundance and then is that thirty what
1: it
0: is? over to Spearfish. Yeah, so. I, I don't think so, it's sixty from well, like, Newcastle to Sundance. Oh no, no, no,
1: no. Yeah, sixty yeah. sixty five. And, and as their crow flies, it? Yeah. it
0: might only be thirty and then yeah, but it's still seventy-one right. miles. Right. No matter that that that's basically all the way around the Black Hills, right. or the western side and the north. They went from the south central Black right. Hills all the way around the west side of the Black Hills to the north. Side of the Black Hills. Yeah, that's crazy. That is nuts. So we had we
2: had several that we that we came up with that had those those uh, tracking devices on them, and then one day the game warden um, or the biologist showed up at the at the lodge and said, "Hey, I'm here to to get that that, to get that uh, device off the turkey." And Jeff said, "Well, we haven't killed one lately," and he says, "Well, I'm." My, my a look, and Jeff said, go ahead. And so the guy went up on the, on the side of the hill, back up behind Lodge, and found, found the gobbler. It was dead. It had died of natural causes, but it was dead up there, and it was also one of those that came from down around the Newcastle area. Wow. No, really?
1: Well, it's yeah. funny. My second lion that I shot up in the hills here was a collared lion. Oh,
2: really? the, la-
1: the last time that they, they, they got a ping off of the collar, it was down by Hermosa.
2: No kidding. No
1: kidding, which would have been way – it's – 20, 20 miles south of Rapid City. Um Rapid's yep. 50 miles from us.
0: Yeah, it's just north of Custer.
1: Right. Well, yeah. Isn't Wait. it? Wow. That's
2: Hermosa? 100 miles basically.
1: It's a long way. So e- Yeah, yeah, e- it's east it's east. It's on the very it's just uh it's straight south of Rapid City on uh 79. So it's
0: no, a little north and east of Custer. Yeah. But yep.
1: that's pretty crazy how these uh, these animals motor
0: Well, and you
2: heard about the one, too, that that they collared in the Black Hills, and then it made its way through Minnesota and Wisconsin, they lost its collar. And then uh, a year or two later, I can't remember the exact amount of time, but it was run over on a highway in Connecticut.
1: Yeah, the mountain line, I know. Yeah. crazy. Oh they they've so, found them in Connecticut, I- Iowa, Oklahoma. Iowa
0: DNR two years ago yeah. um, had a young Tom and it was uh, 100% from the Black Hills, South Dakota.
1: Yeah, I think now yeah. that we're shooting a few of them, that probably helps keep them from, I don't know. You know,
0: I, I, I know the guy who runs them, so do you yeah. um, for, the D, for the fishing game here yeah. in South Dakota and uh, there are a lot more than uh, um, is led to believe. But Listen, you can't tell me that the white tailed deer population and the turkey population doesn't help the, um, the lion population because when you have an abundance of groceries like that, I mean, th- there's so many turkeys in the Black Hills. I mean, <laughs> right. I, mean I live right on the foothills of the mountains of the Black Hills, if you will, right. obviously not far from you, and wild turkey. Yeah, yeah, you live on Wild Turkey Ridge. <laughs> I live on or gobbler, or no, gobbler Road. road. <laughs> gobbler Road. <laughs> right? I mean, who the hell? Uh, so I'm on Gobbler. Uh, anyway, it's just fun to say Gobbler. Uh, but, I mean, how many turkeys do we have in our sub A ton. I mean, just it's just ton. like, oh my yeah. gosh. So what would you say
1: is the biggest secret to being a successful turkey hunter?
0: Well,
2: to me, you know, it just depends on the on the type of ground you're hunting. So... Where I'm living now in Minnesota, the, the properties are small. Um, you know, you can't run and gun. You know, you guys have a, your your big lease that you go on. And you can jump on a buggy and go from place to place and call and run and gun. And that's the funnest way to hunt. Right. But like where I'm at now, and I'm really, really efficient here. I get it done. You know, we shoot several a year. The kids shoot them. I shoot them. Um, so, so what I do here is do a lot of scouting, put out cameras on the field edge, see where they're moving, see where they're at. Um, And then just do scouting from the ground, you know, get far off and and see where they're coming out in the evenings, whether it's on alfalfa or in the cornfields. And then I just set up a blind and get in and I put up a, I put a decoy up. He's kind of a pre-breeding pose Jake. He's kind of got his head kicked back. He's not a strutter, but he looks like he's moving in to try to breed. And then I put a I put a hand in front of him and then I put a bedded hand to one side and I just call a little bit. And when I get one to answer, I mean, you know, these Eastern turkeys are a lot more cagey. Um, and so you get into a spot where a turkey can see the decoy from a long ways away. And, you know, you just te- check their temperature every once in a while. And when they're, when they're ready to come, they're just going to charge the decoy. You let them come in and they, they flog the decoy and you can smoke them. But, it really is, if you have patience and if you do a little bit of scouting and know where the turkeys are coming and going, and they're no different than deer. Once, once, the, once the group breaks up, the boss gobbler takes a majority, a majority of the hens. Um, the subordinate gobblers, if he allows them, may stick around the flock, but a lot of times they get beat up. And then they go, they go on a search just like a whitetail buck does, and they just start covering country, walking ridges, gobbling and looking for, for hens that want to breed. And so, um, it's a great time to just set up and call, and a lot of times you can pick off those two-year-old birds that you know aren't the aren't the boss of the flock. The
1: satellite, the satellite
0: bull. You know, it's funny you <laughs> say that because because <laughs> like I it, it's right. I like I think it's poor man's elk. Well, that's what we we love it because it's, it's like, like elk hunting. We, we do it like elk hunting. You know, we go from ridge to ridge, and run and gun, man. The call. The There's <laughs> some over there. Let's hit. Let they just identified yeah. where they're at. Let's go see what we it's get. Fantastic. In. It's and it's so fun, and and
2: you know. Like I said, we don't have the luxury, um, like where Waddell lives. You know, he's got a 500-acre farm that he owns, and then he's in another big lease. So, you know, if you've got a if you've got a an electric buggy or golf cart, you just quietly cruise through the woods and get one to gobble and then work them. You know, um, but the strutter decoy has just changed the game. I mean, I feel like now we can, if we if we know where the turkeys are, if we can put an eye on them. You know, whether you're sneaking through the hardwoods or or they're in a field. You know, we can sneak up to the edge and get behind that decoy and belly crawl out there and it's you know crawling behind a decoy has just changed the game tremendously i mean it's it's amazing we've been doing it a long time but you know we didn't do it on tv for a long time because it was just pretty taboo because you know people you know it's dangerous it can be dangerous right especially if you are hunting public land you know in south dakota and wyoming and montana where you can <laughs> <laughs> It's right. not a great idea. you know?
0: <laughs> right. Hey, what's the big yeah. ass behind that turkey fan? I don't care. Shoot it. <laughs> right. Henry, yeah, that was buddy, the neighbor. <laughs>
2: yeah, my buddy Waddell, man, he's, a, he's, he's the best turkey hunter I've ever seen. I mean, he's, he's amazing. He can call like crazy. He's great at sneaking up on them with the decoy. And um, he's, he's a phenomenal turkey hunter. And it is, it is his favorite thing to hunt. You know? But, uh, yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun. But I think if a guy has some patience um, if you know where the turkeys are hanging and, and chilling out, um, you know, put up a blind and get the decoys out where, where um, you know, they can be seen from a long ways. It's just a, it's a, it's a blast. What do you like
0: to hunt them best with? Shotgun, bow, rifle? What do you like to hunt them best with?
2: Well, you know, it's funnest with a shotgun because, you, you know, you get to see their head get, get tanked with a shotgun
0: <laughs> you know, Kind of wobble uh, right off.
2: But I love, I love bow hunting them, and it's just more of a challenge. But, you know, you wouldn't think that if you hit them in, with a bow, you know, they're going to get away. But I've had a lot of them get away because if you don't hit them right, they just flat get away from you. They right. probably die. Right. But if you don't hit them just right, you know, they don't. Uh...
1: I've gone through so many different phases. It's been fun. We started out as a kid with shotgun. Well, after you shoot, I mean, after you start dumping a few, then you want to go, I, I, then I transitioned to bow, and I loved that, because that was just a blast. Um, but, you know, it's hard to draw your bow, you know, it's really a blind...
0: Why, you get four, 50 yeah. pounds? No, 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 I'm pounds? just saying
1: without him 60, seeing you, if you're, if you're, if you yeah, you're yeah. doing the stocking that's that's thing. The decoy is key. Right.
2: You know, the decoy is key, because once they come to the decoy, and they get locked on the decoy, and they, they start coming, you can damn near do jumping jacks. You know, <laughs> So,
1: but, but we've transitioned to the rifle game and calling and ridges and shooting them a long ways away. And that's, that's fun too. That's been a (laughs) blast, man. Very controversial.
0: Yeah. We, We, we we've got a lot we've got a lot of crap about that,
1: but you get hate mail. If your kid wears a flat bill hat, I mean, who gives a crap? I mean, the kids out hunting, it's better than playing whatever
0: the new game boy game is called. I don't know. Well, here, here's the reality. Yeah. I, I turkeys, you can hunt them so many ways. They're so much fun. They're vocal. So I like calling anything, whether it be a coyote, elk, um, even deer, calling a deer, seeing a deer respond when you're rattling in a buck. Um, but, but to have a turkey respond to you and you, you, you watch him, especially out here in the Black Hills where you see him maybe a ridge over, and he responds to your call, and he just gobbles his head off, and he's messing around, and all of a sudden he goes, you know what, I'm on my way to you. And he, he just puts his wings back and starts nose towards you. It, it, I, it's super exciting. I mean, it is absolutely thrilling to get in that game with him.
1: Right. Well, yeah. it's, it's kind of a gateway hunting drug, too, because, you know, like when I went and saw that guy call at, at the auditorium, I was probably in junior high, and, you know, he used little diaphragm calls. I was like, oh, I'm going to learn how to do that. That looks fun, you know, because we used a little box call and stuff. And pretty soon, now, that opens up your whole life, too, because elk hunting, you just live with a diaphragm call in your mouth, you know? Yeah. And as a little kid, you know, a young kid, you learned how to start using a mouth call. And, yeah.
2: Uh, I was in fourth grade when I got my first Ben Lee call, and uh, <laughs> I drove my mom completely batty. <laughs>
1: right. You know? Yeah, because I think I bought, uh, I bought his... Uh, cassette or whatever you know and man that wore that thing out learning how to call. I have a
0: terrible gag reflex so I remember getting those and I was probably the same uh, you know I was in 5th or 6th grade maybe a little older than that and I'd be sitting there going chirping on them and trying to and my mom would be like quit it and I'd be hacking on them and finally one day I went, you know what? This is not Plus you were tongue tied. That didn't yeah, help. Yeah, it didn't help at all. <laughs> so I was like, like this is not going to work uh, for O'Brien. <laughs> so I was remiss to the slate calls and the box calls, but uh um so yeah. And I I don't, you know, uh, even coyote uh you know yeah. hunting. Do you I don't
2: think, Do you think um do you think going to Catholic school had anything to do with that gag reef? <laughs>
0: Uh, Actually, I I went to Lutheran parochial school and we didn't have fathers, Um, but we did know what the half Nelson was and the the, uh, three quarter Nelson and then the full Nelson. (laughs) And then the father Nelson was a different move, but that's okay. No, no. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> Brian's, see, I'm a, I'm you got
2: a little pause in there for you, Brian.
0: Like <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> damn it. I just got the look from Brian. These other guys <laughs> say anything. Brian's like, no, don't go there. Oh, jeez. So, anyway, um, that, I guess that's not fun.
1: So, what's your, uh, what's your favorite turkey species?
0: Oh, I, you know,
2: definitely the Miriams. I mean, they're just yeah. the prettiest. They, their gobble's just so unique. And, you know, they just, they, they work well. They just aren't pressured as, as much.
1: That's and what and you like grew Ryan, up on.
2: You know, I've, I've literally called in turkeys that were two miles away that you could barely hear. And then they come up over the top of the ridge. You can hear them gobbling. And then they get down in the canyon. You can't hear them. You keep calling. And then all of a sudden, you can hear them coming up the ridge. And they get to the top of the next ridge. And they, you can tell they're coming. And then they get down to the bottom. And you can't hear them. I mean, I've called I've called turkeys up there on Tinton Road from all <laughs> right. the way across, literally from Big Hill, two miles all the way across, you know, to the to the east and had them come all the way across there. And, and uh, it's just super cool. You know, in the south, in the spring, the, the woods get so thick that if you hear a turkey goblin, he's within 200 yards. Wow. I mean, he's, he's close if you can hear him because it just swallows up the sound, you know we're in the black hills i mean they just carry and it's that high pitched go- right just go on forever <laughs> it's just so cool man i love it
0: yeah that you know what that, that makes me want to go turkey hunting man right? uh, i i that that fires me up so what you uh
2: you your place in montana don't you
0: yeah, Um. we do what? have some turkeys on the river yeah. bottom yep we yeah. sure do um and uh but we hunt but them mostly here too. in wyoming so um yeah. you know we hunt them where you hunt them basically what'd you say
2: I said, good. I'll be up
0: there
1: to kill one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's. Uh, yeah, we have we do a, a lot more in South Dakota, I would say, and uh, and we did that. We did that turkey. There was a big turkey fundraiser. We did that two years ago. That was kind of a. Oh fun my time. gosh, the one bullet thing. Yeah, the Hewitt. one.
0: The, the one, Brian, piece, you
1: get one bullet. Brian, you got one shell, right? They gave you one. It's a little big old 6'4 Barney Fife here, right? He wasn't taking any
0: chances. So, Well, here's what happened. <laughs> First of all, the guy calling. So I was always taught any animal I've ever called, you start really soft just to see where they're at. You don't blow <laughs> them out of the country, right? Well, we get in there in the morning and we're on the roost and we can hear them on the roost. So we're like, just, you know. And, and, and the guy who we went with, you get paired up with a landowner. And he turned electronic call on. No, it wasn't an electronic call. No, he just, yeah, it was super loud though. No, it, it was, it was, it was, oh, I know. It was a box call. It was a box call. It was like, what? Because what? I asked him, I said, was that? No, it was a box. It's just as loud as you could. So these things hit the deck. They immediately were with all these hands and they went the other way. But I saw him going down this creek bottom. And then he kept calling, well, you know what? Like, like uh, Nick just said, two of the satellite toms, if you will, come circling around. And I was like, oh, dude, I, I am in on this. <laughs> so I belly crawled on a ridge, and they're coming around and coming around. And now those guys are above me watching because we split up. And I, that one's head came right over, and I way laced just gave waist to his head. And, but he was flopping around. I did not want <laughs> so, to get away. So
1: you're paired with you're your 6'4". You're paired with what, that guy's five seven? Maybe five,
0: three. He's yeah, a tiny, tiny little guys. feller.
1: <laughs> and he just met you and he's like, Oh my god, you should have seen this guy, that crazy big old dude. He shot him and he took off running full speed. He throws his shotgun and he just tackles
0: the turkey. So I had to fly I had to fly out at one o'clock so they and we're on teams. So it was imperative that I got A turkey, and so, and I didn't know how it was going to work, but they knew I had to get a turkey by one because I had to get on an airplane and get out of Dodge. Well, I hit that turkey, and it was flopping around. I took off running like like I was on the football field in Iowa. I left my feet and dove at that turkey, wrapped him up, grabbed his neck, boom, I got my turkey, (laughs) right? And and so by that afternoon, everybody I left that night at the bar, they are all talking about, that great big sucker flew out there. (laughs) He dove. So anyway, it was funny. because, uh, But I got my turkey, and by the way, we won that Calcutta and uh, 1750 bucks in my pocket.
1: Oh, my gosh. That is unbelievable that you won.
2: And that's how you started Rolling Bones. You invested that money into the company and looked good at it.
0: <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh.
1: I, took, uh, I remember taking one of my buddies, uh, Shea McGowan, from dental school. We went out, and we were bow hunting turkeys in Nebraska. Now, I think that was one of his first big game hunts. And it got him started, man. He's been hunting all over, crazy. He's a crazy hunter now. Um, so yeah, he he started turkey hunting. I remember we were on uh, the Niabrera when we were in dental school, and uh, it's a it's a cool sport, man. It's a cool sport. It's in uh, you it's know
0: good. the spring. It's getting nice. You're getting stirred crazy. Yeah. So both my kids, the first thing they've ever shot was a turkey. Uh, the first big game, I would call it a big game animal. The first thing they had a license to kill was a turkey and both of them still today love turkey hunting just love getting out there and calling them and uh you know like you said h- how'd you do that gobble they the merriam's yeah, that's really good they have a that's really good they have a super high pitch goggle and uh, he must wear a jock strap to be able to do that all the time so anyway i'll tell you
1: what when you live on Tinton road you get sick of turkeys because they just, I mean, they are thick, and they poop all over. I mean, my gosh. I would
2: never sick of them. I love them.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, that, that, that's crazy. So, so I have a question for you. Uh, your, your best turkey hunt ever.
2: Oh, man. Uh, you know, it's hard to say, but a couple of years ago, we were, we were hunting south of Rapid City, me and Waddell. And so we go get up on this ridge. We were hunting with Al Kraus from Black Hills uh, Archery, great guy and uh so we we park the truck and we walk up kind of this little valley we come up and get up on top of this ridge so i have this box call that i've used for years and years and i mean it's just it's it's not good on eastern turkeys because it's real high pitch but it's perfect for miriams you know so what else is hit them with your box call so you know i hit them and these turkeys gobble so Oh, there they are. So we, we kind of get up to the ridge and kind of get in a spot where we can throw down if we have to and we're, all, we're standing there. Everybody kind of gets sat down, gets ready. So I hit my box call again and nothing. So what else says, says, and you, you got to know Waddell too, because when, you, when you're hunting with Waddell, I mean, like he's the general and everything he says goes. It's like, you know,
0: put your call away. <laughs> I'm calling. You know, I've, I've seen him on TV bad. tell you that. Nick, don't even take your call out, okay? Yeah, don't take your call out
2: he's in charge, you know, it, it, it's just the way he is. And I'm fine with it. You know, so, so he says, get it, walk up there to the, walk up there to the edge and, and see if you can get him to go. So I walk up to the edge and I, and I call bow, 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 and then all of a sudden just boom, he gobbles. And then I just, I'm standing next to a big dead fall. And so I just, I pause and I've got my box call up in the air and I just freeze because the turkey comes right over the hill. Well, it comes down to my right and you know, Waddell's sitting up against a tree, and he's got his, his decoy. It's a, you know, it's, a, it's basically a strutter. It's a quarter of, the, it's a quarter of the, the turkey's chest, and then it's got a fan on it, and then we attach wings to it so you can hide behind it, right? So he's just got that sitting in his lap. Well, the gobbler sees that decoy and comes down, comes to my right, and is about 10 yards from me, turns and, and struts, right behind me about five yards goes right beside me and then goes and literally is maybe four feet from Michael and he just boom just smokes that thing in the head and it starts flipping and flopping blood's (laughs) flying everywhere It and it comes and literally rolls right to him and we're all just cracking up laughing and you know and that actually was the subordinate Tom of the group you know he was a long beard um, so then you know dumb me I left my gun sitting against the tree. So then the, the rest of the turkeys are just over the hill so they kind of they kind of circle around to the right and they're about 50 yards up on the on the top of the ridge on the skyline. And so Waddell starts calling again and he crawls up behind his decoy to me and brings me a shotgun. So he's standing there moving the decoy around I'm standing there with the shotgun And sure enough, the big boss, Tom comes and he comes over the hill and starts coming down to the decoy. Then he kind of figures out something's wrong. But by that time he's 20 yards. And so so I shot him and it was in knee deep snow. It was a really a a bad snowstorm. Uh, Michael had shot one that morning on the Wyoming side. And then we went over there and met up with Alan and went to this place that he has south of Rapid City. And I mean, it was just an awesome hunt the way it all turned out. We killed two and you know, the video is just phenomenal, but you know, that's probably, you know, that's probably my most memorable. I mean, I've shot so many, I don't even, you know, right. so did, Keeps keep all his beards. He's got them all on a, on a string, you know, hanging across his, his house. You know, there's about 300 of them on there. I, I wish I would have kept all mine, but I just never, you know, I never did.
1: Did, uh, was Al hunting with a bow or did he uh, pick up a shotgun that day?
2: No, he was just kind of, you know, he was he a, long... with a shotgun, Yeah. but he was just kind of, you know, he was just kind of guiding us so to speak just because it was his
1: way 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 long ago i shot the first time i ever shot sporting clays i shot with Al, and he's a good shotgunner too i i showed up with my trap gun and a 28 inch barrel and a full choke (laughs) and he came with uh one of my buddies, and uh, you know, they were all diced out, and they were—they'd they, have—they would—they had clearly shot sporting clays before.
2: <laughs> yeah, and Al, Al's good at just about everything, man. He's a
1: yeah, he's a uh, yeah, yeah. I, I probably have some penance. I I was having bad thoughts after he drew his uh, prairie elk tag on the second year. I was like, are you kidding me, right? Because he drew the same tag I did last year. And then I drew it because I figured I'd never draw it. I was like, how does this guy pull those tags, man? But he hangs, out-, he he hangs out with Nick, and he's a good tag what driver. What
2: kind of bull did he kill up there then?
1: Uh, he shot a, a big, you know, he, he's, he archery hunted it. Oh, yeah. And he shot a big five-point. Uh, it was a, you know, I think it was a three hundred and ten inch five point. Bowl. You could have archery
0: hunted your three ninety. I know
1: I could have. I could have, I, I couldn't have missed my bull well, with was my at, bow. He
0: was at thirty yards, and you didn't at, shoot him with a rifle. At, that at the most thirty <laughs> yards. <laughs> I got video to prove it. And your buddy was begging you to kill. I him, remember too.
1: hunting right. I remember hunting turkeys when I was a kid, and we started we we did the filming thing, and that was back when Dad had a the old. You know it was the big cassettes that you put in, and you had to carry mike for a while had to, had the big the big box with the you slipped the cassette in, and there was why remember all that stuff oh my gosh we were that that was where we started filming hunts when I was a kid with dad's v c r cassette thing yeah. it, literally you
2: were carrying a vCR around that hooked to your camera it,
0: it, well, it was it, that's yeah. absolutely and true. then then they went from the big ones to the smaller cassettes you could put in there. And they were the yep. little, you know, right. I, right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I remember those, too. So, well, that's cool. Pretty, pretty crazy. Well, you know what? Turkey season's coming. You got any big trips this fall or this spring coming up? You know, I don't have anything on the book yet, but I'm,
2: you know, last year I didn't get to do anything. We just hunted right around here in Minnesota. And I'm just going to do as much as I possibly can because, I mean, I just love it. It's just so fun. And um, I love the video, you know. Um, I like to get them close and personal and I love bow hunting them. So, um, you know, I'm just going to do as much as I can. I'll hunt around here. I usually get a couple leftover tags over in Wisconsin, go over there. Um, you know, I used to, I used to start in Florida, um, in March and then I would hunt Georgia, um, Tennessee, Kentucky. Um, then I, then I keep moving (laughs) my way up. That was, that was obviously.
0: That was obviously BC, right? Not before Christ, but before children.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well,
0: now, you know,
2: this, year, this year we're kind of lucky. The kids, um, the kids are homeschooling this year, so it'll be a good opportunity for us to all jump in the truck and.
1: The, are, do they not have op- uh, in-person school in Minnesota yet?
2: You know, there's there's some stuff going on, but it's just really weird. This it's just so wonky. We just decided, you know. Yeah. We're yeah just, just get do it new, at home yeah, get run. into a program yeah, and
0: homeschool. Uh, yeah. Good it for away. you guys. You won't regret that. You know what? Those schools are all messed up anyway. This is actually the reset to conservatism. I, I really believe that because people are going to go, you know what? Here's our values. Here's who we are as a family. So, you know what? And I'm going to kill some COVID turkeys this year too. I'm going to actually – I'm going to kill a couple in uh, South Dakota. I'm going to go to Nebraska. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to get after it this spring too. I'm going I'm to get out there. And you know what else I'm going to do that I haven't done in a while? I'm going to do some summer coyote hunting which is always a little scary because you don't know when you sit down by a yucca or a soapweed if there's a rattlesnake in it but uh, you kick the bush twice before you sit down but there's nothing like summer coyote calling too so yeah. i'm uh, i'm ready to get out and get calling for well, sure we should
2: go we should go turkey hunting somewhere together we should
0: we should let's do it let's figure it out i'll uh, i'll get you know what copy that check i'll get us i know this great advisory company and I know some places that would say, "Hey guys, come on over and shoot some turkeys." So uh, um, I'll get it set up for us. I'll work on that tomorrow.
1: Awesome. Well, great talk. Thanks,
0: Nick. Um, that sounds like a blast. Yeah, Nick, uh, stay stay warm there in Minnesota. It is supposed to. I saw it was supposed to be nineteen below zero. It was
1: sixty eight degrees here. I think yesterday is what I saw. No way. Yeah, I know. Yeah,
0: it's it's not.
1: Was it Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. It's I'm not. Day, uh, it's
0: not that now, though. It's it's. No, it's cooling there.
1: off, but it's not going to be twenty below. Below. No, that's. I don't miss
0: Minnesota. Oh my god! But I, I will tell you this: uh, building a financial services business was easy in Minnesota in the winter because all you had to do is go up to a house for an appointment, and they go, "Just get in here before you die." Um, <laughs> Just yeah. get in here, you know. When it's twenty below for thirty days in a row, it's like holy smokes. So yeah, anyway,
2: I mean, just get in there and just BS him into submission. <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: I was right. good at it. I tell you what, that's why he built such a big business. Hey man, if I sign the paper, would
0: you quit talking? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> was, and, and, and I was big, and I looked right. mad all the time. And they're like, "Dude, just have this guy leave." Uh, <laughs> you guys are really, yeah, you guys I'm are really good. good for my ego. What's that?
2: This year in in, Mich- in uh wisconsin and in minnesota you know about the only thing there is to do is drink you know so exactly you know they, they could never drink him under the table
0: being 250 pounds
1: <laughs> <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: man i'm feeling the love hey here's a reminder subscribe to this podcast so you can see brian getting roasted in the afternoons <laughs> yeah. Hey, we, we hey, listen. We appreciate everybody listening, Nick. It was great having you on. Um, one of the seriously one of the great turkey hunters. Uh, I love watching your guys' turkey videos. Um, u- uber entertaining. And, uh, um, and you know what? Uh, I, I, I I I DVR two television shows right now. I DVR the Bone Collectors with Nick on it, and I do uh, um, uh, that. Uh, Kelsey, uh, Cody, and Kelsey because he kills uh, he kills giant uh, mule deer. He
1: lives in a great place. Oh, you know what he lives it huge stuff. He's
0: he's like Nick. I mean, they just live it, man. And I just uh, I love the way they articulate themselves. So, hey, appreciate you, buddy. Um, Make sure everybody listening today subscribe to Hunt the World wherever you get your podcast: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and many other locations. Give us a review. Tell us your your true and honest uh, feelings about us. It'll help others hear about our podcast if brad said something stupid just let us know we can fix it brian will bleep him out for most of it um if you want to hear less of nick munt giving me sh- let me know that too i'd appreciate it no i'm teasing anyway <laughs> we would love a review and remind
2: them too brian remind them too to uh follow us on on the social medias rolling bones
0: and uh at nick munt on instagram there you absolutely. go absolutely so rolling bones on instagram or at nick munt on instagram And you know what? That's a really good point because whether it be the Adventure Agency or us, man, we got great hunts. Uh, We collaborate all the time back and forth on what's out there in the hunting world. We're trying to bring you the best hunting and fishing opportunities on planet Earth. So uh, awesome job. And uh, we appreciate you listening. Stay healthy, stay safe, and until next week, uh, uh, we're out.